Yes, my friends, and welcome back to the John Mahone Show, powered as always by Forever Loud. Forever-loud.com for all your music needs. Alexa, stop. <laughs> I just realized music was still playing. <laughs> I didn't want us to get copyrighted, striked straight away. What you're calling me Alexa then? <laughs> you do look what? like a, a person who likes to play music. If I was a demand. female, what would... Um, you call me. What, what would, would I call what, you? what name do you think I would suit? Olivia. That's, that's too obvious, though. Oh, it's, oh, okay. I thought I was being well romantic then. Oprah. Uh, Oprah. <laughs> Probably. Yes. It was just the violence in your voice. As you said Oprah. Oprah. My name would be Oprah. <laughs> I would have thought, if anything. Welcome to the John Mahan <laughs> Show, where we discuss what our possible names would be in an alternative reality if we were born the di different gender. Yeah, in the multiverse, there is an Oprah Root we, yeah. who runs forever loud. But yeah, welcome back. <laughs> this is our, do, do, do you know what, it's, today's a special occasion for this show, John. Is it? Yeah. We've turned double digits. Ten episodes old, is it? Yes, ten oh. episodes old. Let's go. Yeah. My friends, thank Can you, you so it? much for joining us for for this wild ride. I was actually thinking about that the other day, like how mental it's been. Because we've only been doing this shit, what, a month and a half? Yeah. Yeah. And it's in that time, dream, you know, we've had 19 guests in that time. And our 20th guest will be today. <laughs> Bloody hell. Yeah. That's a lot of guests. Yeah, it is. A we really do like to look after you around here, my friends. We try our best. Yeah, and today we've got some more bloody good guests, haven't Hell we? Oh yeah. As December falls, Bethany and Andy are going to be joining us. It may be June, but today, December is falling. December is falling. It's falling upon us. Hell yeah. It and might you. be sunny outside, but it is snowing on the show today, my friends. We are going to be joined in around about 10 minutes from a band that have got a brand new album coming out on the 21st of July called Join the Club, which we'll be chatting to them about. Brand new single called Little by Little out as well. Have you given this one a listen? Um, no, I haven't actually. Well... Shall we, um, as it happens, before we friends. get them on, before they join us, we can give you a little taster. So this one came out on June 2nd and it is the follow up to a live carousel and Mayday, which have all come out from the record so far. And I think this is my favorite of the four. I listened to all four of them today. I think this is my favorite of them. Well, let's get into it. Little by little by as December falls. We have got a couple of friends joining us. So, coming to us live right now from Spain, we have two human beings who have written an album called Join the Club, which is going to be out on July 21st. Please welcome to the show, Bethany and Andy from As December 4th! Hey guys, how's it going? Hey, how's it going? Looks, looks like you're in a very nice, better, nicer environment than we are right now. It's not bad. It's all right. Where are you exactly? We're in the south of Spain, near Malaga. I'm so jealous. Oh. 
I wonder where's hotter right now, where you are or where we are, because this studio is so fucking well, outside, hot. Outside, I'm sure Birmingham isn't as hot as the south of yeah. Spain. But uh, in this room, however, yeah. it might be a little bit different. But how are we feeling? How's the how's the holiday been so far? Have you managed to put your feet up and just relax a little bit? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Double. <laughs> definitely a working holiday isn't yeah, it, it is. a, it's it a is. family visit so. that's wonderful and i mean it has been a very very busy time for you and it's only going to get busier with what is coming up between well now and basically the end of 2023 but let's let's start with the song that we were just listening to little by little dropped on june 2nd what's the feedback been like on this one so far as we venture a couple more singles deeper into join the club Do you want to go? oh yeah it's been great it's been really really good um i think I think it might be the most played song that we've had on Radio One. Yeah. Oh, nice. So like that's a that's a good start for a single. It's a good sign. Uh, it's the last single before the album drops next month. Uh, we were really really excited about this one. It's I think it's probably one of the sadder songs. Yeah, it's a bit it's, darker. It's a bit moodier. It's one that's got a more serious message compared mm. to our usual sort of mosh pit anthems that we're throwing out there. So. Yeah, yeah, so we were really pumped to get this one out. And mm. and I think we explored a little bit more musically with it than some of our other stuff. Like, you know, that that yeah. chorus is half soft and then half yeah, anthemic. We, I remember when we were writing it, we were like, we really want this, like, anti-chorus. And, yeah, we, we've never done really an anti-chorus. An anti-chorus? Yeah, it's yeah. an anti-chorus. Go on, what's an anti-chorus? <laughs> you, you explain this. Anti as in, like, the opposite or something, not anti as in... <laughs> Are the auntie chorus? Yeah, auntie. Yeah, so like typically, you know, with every chorus, it's meant to be like much bigger than the verse, and it's this huge part of the song. And we can't, you know, we wanted to do like the polar opposite of that with, you know, the acoustic guitars and how it kind of, rather than going bigger, it kind of went softer, and then that makes that second half of the chorus hit harder. The issue is the first half of the chorus. I feel like it's it's turned into a pre-chorus, hasn't it? it and, has, not yeah. a, and not an yeah. actual. <laughs> well, that's what you get with an anti-chorus. Yeah. <laughs> I love this phrase. This is like the fourth rewrite of that song, though. Oh, we yeah. Have, we, we have been trying and trying with this one to get it out, and we finally got it where we wanted it to. Oh, is yeah, this one that you've been sat on for a while? Yeah, mm. years ago. Years and years. We actually wrote this for our last album, yeah. but it just it just didn't make it. No, no, we just couldn't get it right. So it started off as an acoustic song. Ish. And then we tried we tried <laughs> so many variations on it before we got it right. Yeah. Um, and yeah, really happy with how it turned out in the end. Well, we were just saying like the the synth at the start of it is so MySpace. Like was, yeah. was that yeah. part of the initial demo when it was an acoustic number? Cause I mean like that that just has party written all over it. It does. No, the original one was like a lot softer, a lot slower, and then it kind of built up to that ending. So like the ending's quite similar to what we had originally with like the, the overlaid vocals and like building it up. But originally like the, the idea was to have this really simple, soft acoustic song that then built up to this huge rock ending. Mm. And then we kind of went tried a different things and then yeah that synth intro is just sick and then we were like this is not we're not doing this no anymore. We're <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> new route. yeah it was a good time hell yeah and you mentioned then that this song carries with it a message and i mean like 
listening to how you've spoken about this record, it seems like there's quite a statement piece being made on Join the Club. You've said before, like in interviews, that this album really is a bit of a call to arms and that you're tired of sharks within the industry. And I think industry bullshit is something that if a band hasn't experienced it yet, they're gonna. Yeah. And what what were some of the situations that you experienced that led to this needing to be vented on record you don't have to call it don't have to name anyone by yeah name. not naming and shaming just sort of giving a bit of a perspective <laughs> fuck that guy yeah like a bit of a perspective of what bands have to deal with behind the scenes that people may not actually be aware of so like we've we've been doing this for a really long time now like yeah. this is our third album we don't have management we don't have a label and i think it was just it's a collective of the way that we've sometimes been treated and again no naming or shaming because you know <laughs> don't want to get into that <laughs> and also like seeing all the bands around us as well getting potentially mistreated or yeah. taken yeah. advantage of by terrible deals that you know that they then regret yeah and it's just like the music industry is one of the few industries that still operates very much like it did 30 40 years ago and you know the majority of label deals are terrible you know and i think with us it really got to a point where we finally understood that actually our label or our fans more than anything every time we've made a record them buying that album has led us to being able to make another album Sick. and so forth and yeah. so forth we kind of developed the attitude of who, like who cares if the industry doesn't like it? Like, we're not making it for you. Yeah. We're, we're making it for the fans. We want them to enjoy it. We want it, them to be a part of it. And I think that's where Join the Club came from because we've really, we've delved into this side of As December Falls where we have this massive community of, they, they, they've literally called themselves Fallers, haven't they? Yeah. We've fallers. got this massive nice. community of Fallers and they're all incredible. They're so involved and, they just i think they love being there they love seeing us grow like when we played download like the other week we weren't we did have the messages that were like oh great set but most of them were all our fans being like i am so proud of you i remember so however nice. many years ago and you were playing to like 100 people and now look at you in a 10,000 cap overflowing tent like it it was ridiculous yeah and so we really want to join the club to we wanted it to be with them. We wanted them to be with us on this next step in our journey and to say, we're still here. We're still fighting with you. We still class you as the most important thing here. And we want we want them to know it. Yeah, we yeah. treat them like our label, like our management. Yeah. So like, yeah. uh, was it, was it, no, it was Alive, wasn't it? So the yeah, last okay. thing that we released Alive, we had uh, a couple of variations of the music video and we couldn't settle on it. So we literally put it to a vote with you know our fans and they watched <laughs> the video they voted on the one that they wanted yeah. and we use that as the official music video we definitely give them a lot yeah they get a lot of say lot. Like, on stuff uh, we have these meetings with them every couple of months uh, meetings Me not, not meetings <laughs> like shareholders like like we, we go to the let's all vote the on the next that, single that sounded like that swifty thing that kind of went viral on twitter where like they were saying that the swifties are unionizing oh, yeah, they're, <laughs> yeah, 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 they're gonna turn against you Oh my god, what, what, would, what would you call that? Hangouts? Yeah, they're yeah. just hangouts. So yeah, for we our patrons, do, like, we, we do, yeah, we do yeah. regular hangouts. We Sick. do those every couple of months and we'll be like, hey, do you want to hear one of our songs? And they'll be sat there like, I don't think there's a song we haven't heard off this album. We're like, oops, 
like we just, we just we're leaking everything all the time. It's ridiculous. I think it's a good thing because, like, like you were saying, a lot of times bands sign these big deal uh, record deals, and it's like they get given a bunch of money, but the money is, is generally to get them more fans and to build their fan base. But then it's then they end up owing a lot of money because they put so much money into marketing and like to recording yeah. and all that. Whereas you built that fan base on your own, so you don't you have that, but without having to owe a label that's yeah. shit ton this of money. This is another thing I value so much because, like, as in we're the ones who have laid that brick and mortar. Like we have mm. the base, we have the foundation. We we know that we've got that so it's kind of, i don't know i guess sort of like a bargaining chip isn't it like it is yeah like, like look what we've done without any help yes it's taken us a little bit longer but we're here we're doing it and i think my, my i think my biggest problem with like a lot of deals for example and again you know i don't want to become that band that just hate the major label <laughs> industry but the majority of the times a band will get loaned a loan of money which and we had a number of offers for this record where they would say look we'll give you a bunch of money you can make the album and then after you start selling the album we recoup all our money back that you've yeah. borrowed from us but then once it's paid back we still own x percent of yeah. the album whether it's 50 percent 80 percent forever yeah. so it's like even once you paid off the loan yeah. you don't, don't own the album i just after. really don't believe that someone should be able to own your creative yeah, property. yeah. like which is exactly why Taylor Swift has started re-recording yeah. all her yeah. albums. A 100%. And it, it almost is like the perfect example. And I mean, like, you look at other bands from the UK scene that have taken the route of independence. I mean, Sleeps infamously had a very, very bad altercation with like a record label, which led to them creating the Sleep Society, going fully independent. Enter Shikari have stood for independence since day dot. And I think it's... It's awesome to see because it really does inspire the next generation coming through to realize that, hey, maybe read the fine print. Maybe yeah. it does seem a little too good to be true if someone's like, hey, here's money. Forget about everything else. Look at the money. Well, if Absolutely. you think um, Electric Cowboy on stage, they've said, one, they said, we have been a band for 12 years. I had no idea. Yeah. That yeah. They 12? 12 years. Yeah. And also they were like, we are finally an independent band and we have this is the happiest we have ever been in our careers and just just listen to that and people they just yeah. i think people just need to hear more stories like that like Absolutely. who doesn't want to yeah. be an electric cowboy you know I, mean? <laughs> I, I mean i would i would leave you guys you know, electric cowboy if you are watching this you've got you've got the yeah. bowl cut ready like, yeah, the ready. wigs I'm in ready. the bag Absolutely. You do love a mullet, don't you? I do love a mullet. Oh, who doesn't? Shorts are ready. I'm ready to rock. Well, I mean, speaking of this level of independence, I mean, what are some day-to-day -day band jobs that you have to do as a as an independent band that people maybe don't expect you having to do? Because I mean, like, I do feel like more often than not people just see bands on stage and go, that looks fun. I bet there was nothing involved getting there. Like they just had yeah. to learn how to play an instrument. But then when you had this level of independence into it, all of a sudden you're spinning like seven or eight different plates. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, it's, 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 it's I'd nuts, say it? it's definitely a harder route and yeah. you do have to like, we, on a daily basis, we're putting our blood and sweat into this band. It's a bit ridiculous, but no, so many fans, they see you for, that 30 minutes to an hour on stage and they're like that looks so much fun and yeah that's that's our favorite bit that's the bit we want to be doing that's the reward but we also eat 
just for gigs alone it's the actual <laughs> management of the day uh book it, like if it's far away booking hotels and everything yeah, load we, in, we do load have out. we do have we do nearly everything ourselves we do our own tour managing yeah we do our own customer service obviously we're now at a point where the, I, I think we spend days on end just replying to emails yeah, from yeah. fans because we the thing is we kind of bring it on ourselves we'll send out emails like Hey, send us your best joke, and they'll all be they'll sending all us thousands of jokes all day. And I'll be like, "Why God did I do it. this to myself?" Like, <laughs> yeah, so th- a yeah. lot goes into it. Um, there's, there's accounts, so website building, yeah. like so the, much boring stuff that accounts, you have to learn. To the do. account side of it is very, very boring. Yeah, That's and I not hate a fun it. Task. It's not. <laughs> It's just simple things like staying on top of the merch. I know, like, yeah, merch, stock levels, and... like, it's not all fun and games. Yep. <laughs> yeah, like, we have an accountant. We do, like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, some serious stuff that I never yeah. thought. Yeah. That's I not why we started making stuff. music. Yeah, we but... just, yeah, we genuinely thought we'd just rock up on stage every night and be like, this is, this is it, this is it. This we're is done. It. Yeah. But no, we're actually at home learning how to sort our taxes out we're basically we're basically running our own label at this point yeah hell yeah and i mean like that's that's what i was going to link into is that like you know the more experience you get on doing something like this the more you're going to have bands coming to you being like hey like can we work with you can you offer some advice and you know at like later down the line who's to say that as december falls doesn't want to start like a record label or some sort of management company and just just help other bands out in the same way the shikari family has grown out as well but i mean we touched very very briefly on download festival very very healthy set this year 250 on the friday alongside a very stellar lineup on the avalanche stage what was the backstage atmosphere like on that stage because that stage was the hub of new music over the course of download festival weekend and as you mentioned there bands like electric callboy came through it you also had bands like the blackout making their return like as a band that was behind the scenes on that stage what was the energy like it was just nuts wasn't it i have one very core memory from download but i think i'm gonna remember forever and it's i think it's gonna entertain everyone right so (laughs) before we went on the tent, the playlist that was playing, honestly, it was incredible. So we've, we've, had, so we've had people ask us if we chose that. By yeah, the way. I I, I'm having it on before every yeah. gig. I don't care. This is what's happening now. If you come to an As The Summer Fall show, this is what you're going to get. This is the playlist. It started off with five, six, seven, eight. Yep. And then oh, went into yeah. Barbie Girl. Wow. And then, some, and then we had some Venga Boys right before we went on. And never did I think that I'd be about to play download with like all these people and have a tent full of emo kids just like jumping around like boom, boom, boom. yeah amazing oh my God. and it, it's ingrained in my mind right here at the front and it makes me so happy every single day when i think i couldn't it. have picked a better place i guess they oh, get sort of those post uh, pre-show nerves you're like oh let's go on wait are they playing venga yeah. boys <laughs> absolutely i did like um this little blog post for our um patreon group explaining everything and everyone was commenting so i basically put everyone knows that before shows i am a whole entire bag of nerves i'm awful like i'm literally sat there and i'm like oh my god i'm gonna throw up i need to go i need to go and i never throw up i'm fine but i'm i'm not good at handling my nerves at all and i said i was like because of this playlist 
I was completely distracted. Like nothing, <laughs> nothing was getting me down. I had none of that nervous energy. I just went out and was like, oh wait, we're, we're playing download like in 30 seconds. There's a great <laughs> video of you singing and dancing on side of stage yeah, there is. to Venga Boys. Yeah, I think we're going to have to get it off of yeah. the owner and try and find it. I was going to say, has that video been posted? Because if not, that is wholesome content that the internet needs yeah, to see. It was on Instagram. Well, it's we the thing, like I know Skindred pretty much for the last 10 years or so they've had the same playlists that they put on before they hit the stage and they each i think they have like bohemian rhapsody in there and stuff they have like stuff just to get the crowd just singing along and get them pumped yeah so i think there's something in that oh a hundred percent a hundred percent i mean like i think the gig starts like with that atmosphere i mean bring yeah. me did it with their headline set they had that sort of like ai generated music i remember uh August Burns Red used to come on to Darude Sandstone. Oh my wow. God. <laughs> what yeah. a walkout song. <laughs> yeah. Well, it does build atmosphere, doesn't it? It does, yeah. Oh, 100%. Well, I mean, after you walked out on stage following the fire that was Barbie Girl and Venga <laughs> Boys, what, what was it like soaking in that moment? on a download stage with that kind of reception. Cause as you said, like you've paid your dues over the years, you stood on a tent that holds 10,000 people and you're looking out at people responding the way that they are to your songs. I mean, what, what was it like looking across from each other, just going like, what the fuck is going on right now? I, th I think that was it. Yeah. That was literally us. We were all just looking at each other like, what do we do? Like we've never done. <laughs> and we were also a little bit nervous as well, because like, you know, we clashed with, with hot milk on main stage and obviously avalanche stage is slightly out of the way in terms mm. of the the layout of yeah. download so we were kind of a bit worried in terms of like you know this is a massive tent like it's ten thousand people it's going to be very obvious if it's not you know if, if only five thousand people turn up it's you're going to be able to tell and then literally we're sat backstage and someone texts me saying and sent me a photo saying i'm really sorry i can't get into the tent right now this, <laughs> they sent me a photo of people crowded outside the tent trying to get in and i think it was at that moment that we were like shit you see because i i never have my phone on me before a gig but i don't think i quite realized how full it was until i got off stage and siobhan yeah. our pr agent came up to me shout out siobhan like, by the way shout uh, out to siobhan let's go siobhan we love siobhan we love but siobhan. um she like showed me this video that she'd taken and i just saw all the groups of people just trying to cram themselves in at the side she was like it was a little bit ridiculous and yeah. i was like i from i didn't even re i know i was on the stage looking out but i feel like i didn't see that many people <laughs> it's because you don't you don't like, concentrate on them in I'm terms just, of like the side i'm just up there like singing having yeah. a dance on stage boogieing around and <laughs> Well, it's yeah. it's recognition and it's recognition that you absolutely deserve. And I mean, the music industry actually recognized you recently in the form of a heavy music award, yeah. which I actually bumped into you like, backstage. I don't even remember that moment. Like you were like the euphoria of growing and you're like, you're taking photos of us in front of the side. I was like, oh, it's Joe. I was like, what's up, guys? I felt so, so bad with that because um, I don't think, Alessandra no. knew, did she? No. Um, and I, um, you obviously were walking past, and Alessandra was like, "Can you please take a photo of me?" And I was like, "Before," and I was like, "You've just asked John Mahan to take a picture." <laughs> it was a good time. Yeah. Oh, was, Don't worry, I always ask John to take pictures of me. Oh hell yeah! Like, I, I've got the angles on lock. I've got, I've got them down. <laughs> you, to did, yeah. you, 
you yeah. did. They were the best photos that we had. So, they were yeah. great photos. Thank you. Uh, it's, 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 it's the link. Oh, hey, hey, there we go. There we go. Speak of the devil. I mean, let's let's talk about that night. I mean, like, at what point do you find out that you're winning the Heavy Music Award? Like, what was it like, like, walking on stage and, like, seeing at Wembley that as Wembley, well. Yeah, that Wembley crowd. Uh, when they said our name, we genuinely, we all just, just sat there still. And, and again, it was Siobhan. She was like, <laughs> guys, move. And you we just were, won. Go we up. Were like, Go what up. What do you mean? And she's like, you've just won. So like, did you not, you up. didn't know at all? Was it a complete surprise? I was waiting for someone to go, oh, sorry, I've <laughs> Like La La Land. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's, like, it's actually X-Band. So, like, I was just expecting <laughs> that to happen. So we were all kind of in shock, weren't but we? But, yeah, no, we didn't, um, we didn't want to find out or anything, did we? No. We wanted to keep it all. But, no, when they, when they said it out loud, we were very like, oh, oh, okay, what? oh, okay. Then we walked up, and I remember walking up, and I was like, oh, my God, I've got to speak at Wembley in front of but it was an amazing feeling like yeah. it was yeah it was really really nice that felt incredible because that's yeah. i think that's other than the hma launch party that's like basically the first event we've been to within yeah. the industry haven't we and, and that, that i mean that's a downside of being such a diy band like yeah we've always been in our own bubble and it's yeah. kind of only like now that we've been doing like you know bigger tours and support yeah. slots you know we were out on the road with bowling for soup in december that people are starting yep. to know us in the it, industry a bit more it's now becoming a bubble that people want to yeah. get into yeah like it's we, we're getting out there but no we have we've kind of been like little loners on the outca on the outskirts doing our own thing the, well i've been uh i've been rooting you rooting for you for a while i don't know if you remember oh. i feel like i told you i've told you this before but i used to work at scuzz and i used to run a little show called scuzz underground and yeah. where, I'd, where I'd like troll the internet for like some cool like younger bands. This was like 2015, and I remember putting you guys on. I think it was like you guys, yeah. like Boston Manor, and a few other bands. And it's so yeah. nice to see you go from there to where you are now. Oh. I remember making so many graphics. It was like as December 4th <laughs> on Scuzz Underground, and I was uh, yeah. I was well excited. I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> I remember I remember getting the email and ringing Timmy and Beth and being like, I'm pretty sure. We're getting conned here. Like, <laughs> someone's going someone's to ask us for payment information. Yeah. Asking amazing. for security codes and yeah, mother's exactly. maiden names. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, but no, yeah. So thank you so much. Like that was the first time we'd ever been played on TV. Amazing. Yeah. But it was just, it's not, it's for me, it's nice to sort of see those, see those, these stories where you've been in, invested in a band from the beginning and then you see them grow from strength to strength. And especially as you've done it a bit slower than other bands, but you've done it off your own backs, which is amazing. And it's testament to like the fan base that you've grown, that you are able to now win HMA awards, which are like all fan, but fan voted, aren't they? Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But like, I think the nominations come from mainly industry. So yeah, again, so the, we were... yeah, the nominations are, are circulated from like a short list of industry people. Yeah, well, I'm on sort of the panel, but it's like me it, plus yeah. 400 other people. So it's kind of a, it's a lot. It's but a lot people, of people. Who, yeah. <laughs> people who like to think they know a lot about music. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was just incredible just to get nominated, to be honest, because again, yeah. you know, it's it was, so industry based. Yeah, and again, we've been in a bubble for so long. When we found out about a nomination, I think we were like, who, who nominated yeah, us? <laughs> Uh, yeah, they were like, oh, so you're nominated by people in the industry. And we're like, but we have like one friend. It's Siobhan. I'll just put it. I'll just put it as December 4th times 10 on, on the. Yeah. <laughs> uh, got got uh, through the system that's somehow. That's how it's worked. Yeah. 
well, you just touched on it then. You hit the road with Bowling for Soup. And I want to know, what was that like? Like, Jarrett, one of the nicest guys in music, Bowling for Soup as a band, like... They could just announce a tour and you you can guarantee you're going to be playing to full rooms on every single day of that city. Like, what what was that run of shows like? And as a band to be on the road with, like, what what did you kind of learn and pick up from the Bowling for Soup guys? I'll, they, I'll let you take this one. <laughs> that, the Bowling for Soup dudes are the nicest people that we have yeah. ever met. And that's amplified so much by where they are in their career because they have no reason to be as nice as they are other no. than they're just genuinely good dudes. Yeah. Like the fact that they even took us out on tour to begin with yeah. was, so basically Incredible. what happened was I did a podcast with Jarrett and oh, he just sent, and that's, that's how the connection came up. And he sent me a message like a couple of weeks later saying, dude, really love the chat. It had a lot of fun on the show. If we come back to the UK, would you guys like to jump on a show with us? And I was like, yes, absolutely. Thinking he's just, <laughs> just being a show. nice dude. Like, that's never going to pan out. Like, we're not touring with Bollywood Soup. And then literally a couple of months later, he was like, right, we're coming back December. Do you want in? And I was like, yes, yes, absolutely. yes, we do. And you picked our month as well. <laughs> I know. I know. It just worked out perfectly. Um, they were. They definitely live up to their reputation of just being the nicest yeah. band in the music industry. Because honestly, like, it's like Andy said, they, di they didn't have to take us with them. And it's the fact that after every single show, um, their tour manager was like, oh, they want you to go down and like have a drink with them. We were like, oh, OK, are you sure? They're like, yeah, yeah. Like Jarrett's asked for you to go and have a drink with them. Yeah. And we'd go down and like be up, don't know, God, it's still stupid God knows what time, like up drinking. And it was just it was just so much fun and you felt so welcomed and yeah. loved by their whole team their whole crew which is yeah incredible well, they've been doing it for years haven't yeah. they? so they've got it down to a t like I, d I don't think they did a single sound check no because they were like they didn't need we, did, to. we did we don't <laughs> yeah. need to like <laughs> they just they just know what they're doing and every night they sounded flawless yeah. like yeah. those dudes know how to play like there's no backing track it's just literally a rock band that's just so tight yeah. live and they're so yeah. good they kill it every night hell yeah and i can imagine just getting to be around that kind of organized setup and just soak it all in and watch a team come together in such a well-oiled machine like you're sat there like a sponge just learning as much as you can and i imagine that's energy that you're going to be taking into the remaining dates that you've got over festival season this year still got a couple left on the card off your top off the top of your heads what have you still got festival season wise We've got Megacene. I'm got, very excited yeah. for Megacene. We're co-headlining with Trash Boat. Yes. And we, and we, love, oh, we love Trash Boat. We love Trash we Boat. Love trash nice boat so top much. guys, aren't they? Yeah, they are top dudes. <laughs> I love dudes. those guys. Um, we're playing Settle Down next week with Ferocious Dog. Yes. Uh, and then There's another one. I think Y-Fest in August. I think that's the only one that's left. And then it's just the, the month-long tour at the end of the year. Yeah, the biggest the tour biggest tour we've ever, ever booked like <laughs> as december tours december tours that's what we should have called it as december tours oh my well let's you know. let's let's talk about this to end the interview because this this run of shows as you said it's it's big it's the biggest slice of the pie that you could have possibly bitten off at this stage in your career i mean like with the independence level on it, was there some anxiety? Was there some risks that you ran going into this? Was the feeling amongst the band like, oh, we're not sure? Was it like, no, actually, do you know what? Yeah, we fucking, we can fucking do this. 
think, I think every show there's anxiety, yeah. isn't there? Every there's, decision we make as a band, yeah, literally, <laughs> there's, there's risk, and we're we're scared. Everything we decide, we're like, what are we doing? Like, I feel like we're figuring it out as we go along. Yeah. But it's fine because everyone knows we're figuring it out as yeah. we go along. If we mess up, it's fine. We're... Yeah, <laughs> that's true. But like, yeah, these are the biggest rooms we've ever done. Uh, they're double the size, of pretty much, tour. of our last yeah. tour across the UK. Um, we've got incredible package dreams that are coming out with us. Lizzie Farrell's doing yeah. the UK with us. Um, the European dates are also all going to be sick, and again, bigger rooms than last year. Yeah, this is most date. This is the most amount of dates we've ever done in one tour. Yeah, and yeah. we're actually. Uh, can I say about tomorrow? Yeah, it's fine. We're announcing a new show tomorrow. Oh, let's go. Let's we go. It didn't look busy enough. So, so we, we were, were like, like we, we, need, mu we must have one more. We need <laughs> one more. One more show. So we're announcing our first ever Belgium show tomorrow. Yeah. Damn, nice. let's go. Oh, my days. The domination of As December Falls yeah. isn't optional. We're just looking at it now. Like, they're some decent-sized rooms. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm particularly excited to see the mill in Birmingham. Like, fantastic venue from the West Midlands and, like, a real, real big space as well. Also, my favourite venue name on this tour is uh, The Bastard Club. <laughs> yeah, same. Yeah. Same. same. Was, yeah. it's, a great, it's a great venue name. Yeah. That is phenomenal. Well, my friends, just before we get out of here, join the club out July 21st. As you said, the dedicated as December full fans have pretty much heard the entire record by now because of how generous you are to your fan base. But for those that are going to have to wait until the 21st of July to get the rest of it, outside of the singles, what are some of your personal highlights on this record that you're finally looking forward to people sinking in? Um, right, I'm gonna say with this album, I realize every band is gonna say this about every single album they release, but I don't think there's one song that I'm not proud of on this record. Yeah. Like we've it's it finally feels like we've actually found our sound and this is what we want to be doing. There's something on there for everyone. We've got like our, our heavier tracks like Made in Carousel, you've got your softer tracks like Little by Little, um and Home, but We've also got our pop punk bangers on there because you can't have an ADF album without at least one song that makes you just want to run around your living room dancing. So, yeah, yeah it's Perfect. and there's some different stuff. Like, you think about I can't sleep and things. Yeah, there's yeah. definitely it's definitely the most varied album we've ever made. But it feels like the most cohesive at the same yes. time. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, I'm definitely proud of this one, even though it's our third album. It feels like a debut to me. Like, it's I'm very I'm a, I'm so excited for everyone to hear it because. I think I'm just I, proud of everything. I'm I think proud the, of everything on it. <laughs> the song that I'm most excited for people to hear is actually the title track, which obviously comes out uh, a month yesterday. Um, and it literally it opens the album and it's like a punch to the face. Sick. I think. Yeah. Like. Yeah. There's. It's just. It's just nuts. Like. I it's think just... that's gonna be. We. I mean, we haven't really done anything yet, but I think that's gonna be our tour opener. Isn't yeah, it? I think it's gonna, gonna, let's go. Yeah. Yeah. Like... yeah. There's a. There's a three-part solo. Ooh, I don't know how I'm going to do that live yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you should have what um, Sai from Don Broco did on that one tour where they were touring the, I think it was the Automatic record. And he had, I think it's a, is it further? No, it's What You Do To Me. He had like an acoustic guitar out front for the do, 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 do. Yeah, and then yeah, after yeah. that for the verse, he had his electric round his neck just to kick back into it. So yeah, I'd, I'd love to see you just <laughs> juggling three guitars on stage simultaneously. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a challenge, but It'll we'll pull fun. it off. It'll be fun. It'll be fun. It'll be fun. <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, we will let you go back and enjoy the rest of your time in Spain. But in the meantime, my friends, make sure you stream little by little. Came out June 2nd and join the club is out the 21st of July. Please, one last time, show some love and appreciation for Bethany and Andy from As December Falls. Yes. guys. Thank you, my friends. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having no us. Take care. Oh, lovely that band. Yeah. Great, great little chat. Yeah, like, like I was saying, <coughs> they've been around, because people might have just heard of them only recently, having won the awards and playing, downloaded all that. Well, that Heavy Music Awards <coughs> was the Breakthrough Award, wasn't it? Yeah. UK Breakthrough. Well, yeah. But yeah, they have been around for a while. But it's nice to see. Keep at it. You could be the next uh, as December falls. Hell yeah! There's that old meme that circulates the internet every now and then, which is like the guy like digging for diamonds and then like he gives up, literally like on the cusp of busting into yeah. like twenty diamonds, even though he's been digging for his life. One of those Twitter cliche, hallmark yeah. <laughs> like motivational <laughs> shit. Yeah, <laughs> motivational shit. Well, my friends, well, well th at the end of the day, just put in the work and you shall eventually reap the rewards. Hell yeah. Like, oh, one second. There's a Dolly Parton quote about this that I wrote down recently because this blew my mind. Um, and I do love a little bit of Dolly. Where is it? <laughs> <laughs> I you wrote it down on your phone. I did. I never tried quitting quotes. and I never quit trying. Oh, have some of that no. from the Parton. Never tried quitting. Never quit trying. Never quit. Yeah, that's, good. that's a good one. That's a good one, right? And people just said she was a big pertit. So, is that what they used to say about Dolly Parton? Uh, if anyone's watched the UK Office, you'll get it. But moving on. Oh, is that is that a Ricky Gervais <laughs> quip? Yeah. Uh, I'm not as big on the UK Office. I'm the State Office kind of guy. So good comedies. Good, both good comedies. Different styles. Mm. Different. Wants different needs, <laughs> scratches different back. different comedies for different needs. <laughs> so, um, what's up next, John? So, my friends, I'm going to stand up for this. Just I, I don't actually know. Just I don't. I don't read the. Uh, I don't read the show order. Right. <laughs> it is band T-shirt. John, have you changed oh, okay. T-shirts since yeah. I got here? I did, yeah, because that red one, like that, wasn't a T-shirt. That was just a bit of fabric. So, my well, friends, I don't. If, I don't. <laughs> I don't know if you can tell from that logo in the camera. That says Electric Callboy. It's band t-shirt Thursday, so had to do a little bit of representing. Let's ride it's a bit of a trippy t-shirt, that, because it's like the 3D sort of yeah. sex. It looks like I'm having a seizure. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of Electric Callboy, are you fucking ready for the greatest cover of 2020? I haven't actually seen it or Have you not? heard it yet. Oh my God. Oh my God. So, like, um, if you have ever been to a prism or a gate crasher. Please, well, a prism then. <laughs> or a pop world in the United in Kingdom, you'll have probably heard this song so many times in its original form. Or if you grew up in uh, the 90s, early noughties, or were big in the Euro dance scene. <laughs> I feel like anyone that's grew up in the those years, those 
formative Euro dance years will know this song. A hundred percent. And if you don't, you're about to get the most wonderful education into Cascada. Totally unintentional how the original author meant it. But this, this is such a genius move from Electric Callboy for me. Oh, we got a music video as well. Yeah, Let's we did. Have you not out. seen the music video yeah. either? Oh my God. Let's check it out. Is this that <laughs> drawn on or is it just really... <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. That is 100% uh, drawn on. <laughs> Spray on stash. He's like, and I, I, I can't do the, the twiddly mustache, so I'm just going to draw. Being the drummer in Electric Callboy looks so much fucking fun because yeah, you're just yeah. constantly going like that. Just all. The yeah, time. but then he has, his, he has his technical bits. But yeah, does it, there's a lot of four to the floor just. Yeah. I can't stop looking at his fucking mustache. They are not only great band, but fucking comic geniuses. They're great people as well. Like, Nico is just the most hilarious dude. And I keep forgetting the screamer's name. I'll have to look it up. But, yeah, let's go back. Slide into frame. I love this band so fucking much. Just they just write club bang. Like, this is gonna get played so much uh, in clubs, isn't it? Dude, in I am about to wear this out so <laughs> hard. Uh, I love this bit. Touch, 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 and a fucking secret handshake to see it out. Still going. <laughs> I love that. Wait, oh. does this video just go on this fast? <laughs> Oh, how many views I is that? How to, many views is that? I want to go to wherever this is. Yeah, how beautiful! It's a half a mil. A half a mil in twenty-four hours? Are you yeah. fucking kidding me? Oh my god, my friends, you're gonna be hearing that at every single alternative nightclub around the planet for Whether you like it or not for the rest of your life. Like that, that's here to, to stay. To be fair, it's. Every time, like even hyper hyper pump yep, it. Yep. What's the other one? The other big one. We got uh, the moves. We got the moves. Da 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 da. Yeah. Da, 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 like da. I don't I don't go out too much anymore. But when I do and they come on, I'm like fucking. Well, get me on that dance floor. You're gonna be going out in Birmingham a whole lot more. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Why? Oh yeah. Yeah. Just going to tease that like that. Yeah, my friends, this show is going to start doing a lot of work with a venue in Birmingham called The Devil's Dog. Very, very excited about it. Yeah. And they have actually got an event already announced with none other than Benji Webb from Skindred. Get those Newport helicopters at the ready. Saturday, 15th of July, Devil's Dog in Digbeth. You can get to see Benji Webb doing a little guest DJ set. But yeah, we're going to be we're gonna be doing some more stuff with that venue, which we're very, Big very things coming about. soon. Yeah. Sort of band saying it. Yeah. Big things coming soon. Watch this space. Hell yeah. This space specifically. This specific space. Well, should we call that for hour one? Take a quick little break and then reconvening now pee break yep where we got a lot to cover in our two today show my friends we're going to break down amen by bring me the horizon because it's obviously been out for a while and we can't do a reaction because we've actually seen it fucking live yeah. so 
instead of reacting, we're going to break it down. We're going to dissect the song from start to finish because there's a lot of stuff in this that I want to talk about. It's like a... Uh, An autopsy. Lecture. Join us for our dissection of Amen by Bring the Horizon. Bring me 101. We'll take you through the key signatures, the tempos. I actually probably could if I wanted to. Pull it up on my You know any key signatures, do you? (laughs) As long as it's the Camelot mixing wheel, yeah? That doesn't, no. Do you not know? FC. G. Do you know how I learnt it? Go on. The rude way. Fat cocks go down and enter bum holes. <laughs> there's, a, there's a PG way, which is like fat cats go down and something. That's how you remember your key signatures. But H, H isn't a key, though. Where's, where's the H in there? Bumhole. That's one word. <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh, Bumhole is all one word. Enter bums, then. <laughs> so it's like F, C, go, G, D, A, E, B. And that's how you remember, because each one has... One more sharp than the last, oh. apart from F. See, bro, I just use the Camelot mixing, mixing wheel. Oh, it tells you what it is. Yeah. <laughs> so you don't actually know your keys. Anymore. Not in the slightest. Someone was like, this is a this is a, a G. No, I've run it through my DJing software, and it gives me a number and yeah. a letter. So if I played a G, you wouldn't be like, oh, that's got this sharp. And then and it, you if, you, if you played me a flat out G note, I could tell no, you that's but the, the key, start the key to of Welcome The key of G, how many sharps has it got in it? Three. No. Oh. It's got two. Two. Yeah. Well. I believe. F and C. F and C. Ollie is the music so. man, which is why whenever we have bands on, I'm like, go on, talk I might, to I, about- I might be wrong on that. I, if I had a keyboard in front of me, I'd be able to tell. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> join us for more of this shit. This shit in our too. Right then, yeah, we'll break down the Bring Me Amen tune. We'll talk about Hayley Williams coming out on stage with Foo Fighters. I thought there's mm. another story that I wanted to talk about as well. Just whatever's going on in the world of rock, rock and roll, baby. Rock and roll, baby. Right, my friends, we'll see you in hour two. Yes, my friends, and welcome back to hour two of the John Mahon Show. Powered, as always, by Forever Loud. Powered by rock and roll, baby. Fueling the and fire. coffee. Captain America coffee. Yeah, black coffee for me, because... I like my coffee I'm black, just like my metal. Yeah. Remember Minor Self-Indulgence? I do, but I never listened to them. Did you not? No. I went on tour with Minor Self-Indulgence. They were quite big, weren't they, <laughs> back in the day? Yeah, man. I went on tour with them. I used to manage a band, and they were supporting Minor Self-Indulgence for wow. four dates. Yeah. Wow. I think I saw them at Reading or Leeds when I used to go to the Leeds Festival back in the day. Mm. It's my only memory of... My Jimmy Urin wasn't his name. Jimmy Urine. Wasn't that his name? One second. I'm 99% sure Geezer from Mindless Self-Indulgence was called Jimmy Urine. Like, literally, his last name was Urine. I think it was a stage name. Mr. and Mrs. Urine. Because um, Gerard Way's wife, Lindsay, is also in the band. Lindsay. Yeah, Jimmy Urine. Nice. Good old Jim Piss. Jim Piss. (laughs) That's a chosen stage name. One sexy fight because he, he he's got his own wiki. Oh, James Uringa. Oh my God, spell E U R I N G E R. That is unfortunate. The thing is, I guess he's leaning into it. But if you're gonna, break, <laughs> just what you do when you're having a piss. If you're gonna, yeah. <laughs> just just leaning into it. I would just say he's leaning into his his actual name, 
by making your actor's stage name Yuri. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess you do lean into it. No, well, I mean, you know, depends how. Depends how drunk you are. Yeah. <laughs> Swaying back and forth. That's how you know you're drunk. Sometimes I don't, I don't realize I'm drunk until I'm having a piss. And then yeah. I'm, then I'm like, yeah, baby. <laughs> yeah, <I'm> baby. <laughs> I am Jimmy Urine. <laughs> Good old Jim Piss. Yeah. Speaking of. <laughs> <laughs> uh, How do we transition out of that? <laughs> so we're going to break down Amen by Bring Me the Horizon because even though it's been out for a few weeks, we never really reacted to it. And um, you thought it'd be a good idea to. To break it down, because this dropped. Did we? I think didn't this come out with, like either when we had a show and we had some. Yeah, on that ba- we well, basically, I think yeah, we had a live the week show before download. We had a live show, and I got home. I think they released it at midnight, and I and they. So obviously, it was like the Friday night, Friday day. They released it on the Friday, <laughs> and I I sent it to you, and I was like, what? Because it just came out of nowhere. Yep, and I was like. What the F? So I sent it to you. That's the time you decide to send to yourself. Yeah. <laughs> what the F? <laughs> <laughs> but it caught everyone by surprise, musically and just because it was out of the blue. But because it, it is an insane song. It's for me. What, and do you know what the most surprising thing for me about this whole song, this whole release, is the amount of people who don't know who Daryl Palumbo is, including what? you. I know, I know who you're Darryl like. Oh, you matey boy from Glassjaw. What you mean? The most one of the most influential singers of the noughties. Right. <laughs> I am going to be brutally honest. Like Glassjaw passed me by. But the thing, so the reason I, I'm pretty sure the reason they they've got him on this song is because he pioneered like that style of like screamy singy thing in like the noughties. Like no one else was really really doing that style like of screaming, verving in and out. Yeah, like the way Ollie eventually went <laughs> basically he took a lot of inspiration from Dal Palumbo and a lot of the bands that came out in out in those noughties their vocal style was like copying Daryl Palumbo's style so when I, this came out I was like sick Daryl's on it and then the same comments being like I've never heard Glassjaw yeah but I guess if you weren't if you're yeah if you were born in the 2000s you're probably a bit too young yeah like I remember when this song dropped and I think Jordan like put on yeah. like either Instagram or Twitter just how fucking cool it was for him to be working with Daryl. And I think for a lot of people of, as you said, that yeah. generation where Glassjaw was such a pivotal Because they were a big inspiration to me. I never, I was never the like, biggest. You categorize them with like yeah. Under Oath and that yeah. kind of stuff, don't you? Well, I was never the biggest Glassjaw fan, but I appreciated their influence they had on the scene at the time. Because it was just like no one had heard. He, he basically... The style of vocals that like Jason Butler does, Daryl Palumbo was doing that like 10 years before. Damn. So that whole sort of like. That's how I feel about Fightstar though. I feel like Fightstar were doing kind of what Sempaternal was on Grand Unification. Like without, without the sort of like the, the breakdown kind of heaviness of Sempaternal. Like you listen to like the use of samples since like the way in which Charlie transitions from singing to screaming. The thing about Sempaternal is bring me just took a lot of elements from a a lot of of other bands and then just put their own spin on it. Like they took a lot from like early 2000s, like new metal from that album. Oh, hell yeah. Sounds of the Simps, very Linkin Park. Oh, hell yeah. But it just, I think they, 
the caliber of songs on that album is still like to this day. It's ten years old this year. Until what? Sempaternal, yeah, yeah, ten years old in two thousand and three. I mean, they Shadow Moses is still like the archetype for modern metalcore. Yeah, <laughs> like without a shadow of a people doubt, people are still releasing songs that sound like Shadow Moses. It's like why something different. Man? <laughs> And that's exactly what Bring Me The Horizon had done. And I posted on TikTok the clip of Throne from Download Festival with the fire coming out of all four corners of the stage. And I don't tend to read comment sections on the internet, especially TikTok, but I did occasionally catch a couple of the replies on that one. And there were so many people being like, oh, I can't believe they didn't play anything pre-Sempaternal. Like, could have done at least one off. There is a hell. And I'm like, have you fucking listened to Amen? Have you listened to it? Because like, Amen Jesus is like, yeah, yeah. Oh, Amen. Is that is, what you said to them? You're like, no, I, I can't be asked to have the argument, but that's why, like, this is why I've got my own fucking show so I can go off on brands like this. It's, amen to that. Yeah, right. So like, if you're one of those people who are like, oh, bring me, never play the old stuff. Like, you're not but listening. That, but they're you, not, that's not even true because they do play the old stuff. They did a whole set last year. In Malta. Yeah. <laughs> so like, the, first, the old and, stuff. Yeah, first and foremost, if you wanted to hear the fucking old stuff, you should have bought a ticket to gone to fucking and Malta. They've done like a medley of old stuff in past shows. So. Yeah. When they did Ali Pally, where Ollie Sometimes. famously went, you lot weren't even fucking born. Sometimes I think people that moan on the internet have probably never even been to a show. They just see like the set list and like, wah, wah, wah. they assume, wah, wah, wah. they make the assumption. And never assume. Yeah. It makes, it makes an ass out of E. <laughs> is, that what, is that what it is? You make an ass out of you and me. I know. I was just making a joke. Oh. <laughs> but yeah. Reptilica says the literally the lyric in Kingslayer is. This is what so, you want. This is what you. This is get. what you'll fucking get. You motherfucker. <laughs> you motherfucking shit. And like yeah. this, this journey started at the end of Ammo with heavy metal when they turned around and went, some kid in a black Dahlia tank doesn't think it's heavy metal, and that's all right. But literally think, the phrase, yeah. that's all right, because when Bring Me want to give you the heaviness, they'll give you the fucking heaviness. Just listen to Post Human, like the heavy sides on that record, as Elliot just said, on yeah. Kingslayer. Like, the, yeah, that breakdown at the end, the Dear Diary, like... Shut the fuck up. Yeah, like, and dude, especially in Dear Diary, man, that run where it's just like down, lead. Down, down, yeah. Down, 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 I was talking down. about the bit where Lee Malia just gets a chance to just fucking play down. with his fingers. <laughs> Doesn't play with his guitar now. <laughs> Sits there like, <laughs> like a Rubik's cube. <laughs> God, <on, Lee. laughs> me. His fingers out. Oh, but right. My point is, is that on Amen, if you are one of those people who's complaining about bring me not performing pre-sempaternal stuff live like this. This is where they go, yeah, but we're doing this. This is the new. And like this, for me, is exactly what I want from Bring Me The Horizon moving forward from their heavier side. It's like, yeah, the old stuff's cool. It kicks ass. But like, this is the fresh shit. Like, this is the new well, shit. This, I said this before. It's sort of, uh, it's new, but it's got bits of like old Bring Me, but then bits of like just inspiration from other genres. But then they've got the big chorus and they've got the modern production, which just brings it to like to now yeah 
that's what bring me to the best. I think, especially after the past few releases, is taking stuff, taking inspiration from older styles and and songs, but bringing them to now. Yep, bring them to the future, man. Yep. So shall we? Shall we play? Amen, bro. Let's Give get us. into it. Should we, do you want to listen to it in full and then give us give it a little breakdown? Oh, no, no, we'll break it. We'll break it down. it down as we're going through. So even before we get into the chorus, man, like that's I, what that's what I mean. I love how like it's obviously done on purpose, just like starting off with like soft and then. just like, Yeah, ah. I hope you slaps you around the yeah. face. And when you see this song live, that heaviness straight away like. Well, they they let in from like, the whole intro of like, the next gen thing or the all the production and then there was i can't remember how it started but i think there was like some sort of big build-up which had elements of this song in it yeah and it was like building up and they're building up and then he walks on stage i hope that you whatever it is yep and this this is where i think this evolution of bring me the horizons heavier sound is so fucking clever is because if you look at this as a set opener, and if this was to be the first song on Next Gen as a way to kick off the album. I reckon, yeah, I reckon it is. Yeah. Like, straight off the bat, what's the thing that people bitch and moan about all the time? Bring the horizon. Heaven is cool. Give them that straight away. Shut them up. Right? But <laughs> heated today. Oh, dude. Like, it's, like, after reading so many comments on the internet about people complaining about this, it really has rolled me up. Because thing is is that like i feel like people are so quick to discredit the new because they're so obsessed with what they know that they the like is, from the Joe, past um and i've said this but I, I i agree with you i always get annoyed with people online but it's the naysayers that always have the biggest voice the loudest voice the, mm -hmm. the loudest in the room is always the minority because a lot of people don't shout if something if they like something <laughs> yeah but all people are, are, i don't i think it's i don't know i grew up with if you've got nothing nice to say don't say anything at all yep but there's a lot of a lot of people online that were like i don't like this wah, 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 wah. yep <laughs> this the is why the, the internet gave opinions too much of a platform and it's like cool if you can have a negative opinion be prepared for someone but to sit there I, and i always think it's funny when it's like i guess fair enough but comments in on like a video or something but when people like go on like the members social media pages and then tell them that they don't like their new material yeah i was imagine like i came to your work whatever Dude, did you, you do see the, what did you see i don't know if this is true or not i saw it circulating twitter i don't know if it's a real conversation whether someone photoshopped it someone actually messaged jordan fish to say hey i don't like the album artwork can you change it <laughs> but it's like, i was it's like, like, like i'm saying like imagine you worked in like an office and i just came in bust through the door of your office just went up to your desk and was like used to do better work mate yeah I, prefer, I, preferred, your, I preferred your stuff pre-2000. I preferred your last year's <laughs> spreadsheet. It's fucking shit, that. What are you doing? Get, delete that. Just start pressing delete on his keyboard. Oh that's what it's equivalent yeah, to. Yeah, that's literally the equivalent. And what I love about this song in particular is a statement piece, is it goes, cool, here's your heavy side, but then here's, here's what we're going to do with it. And like, Bring Me have found a way to manipulate their heaviness in and around what they actually want to do now. Like Kingslayer, it's like, cool, if you want, if you want us to go heavy, cool. Also, we'll give you, we'll you J-pop alongside it. I think it. They just, they're just 
do whatever the fuck they want. They're like, yep, we can make a heavy song if we want. We can make a soft song if we want. We're just depending on how we're feeling at the time. Yep, and we're 14 seconds into this and you're about to get one of the biggest choruses of the fucking year. Are yeah. you ready? And if we're talking about seeing that live, man, if you've never heard this song before and that entrance smacks you around your face and you're still trying to get your surroundings, then all of a sudden you've got that hook. Like, next time that comes around, you know the words. Yeah, it's good chorus. That's what they're good at. Right, and choruses that get stuck in like your head. Like instant hooks. Yeah. And that bit as well, where you got Ollie singing and the screams harmonizing underneath, yeah. like the call and answer with the phrases as well. It's like, just because the screams aren't in the forefront of the mix doesn't mean they're still not there as well. And this is what I mean, is like they're finding different ways to use this heaviness with yeah. their songwriting structure. And that was the first mention of Next, uh, next yeah, Gen yeah. as well, wasn't it? Which, yeah, led into the new production. And I guess that was pre them saying what the name of the album was, wasn't it? Because the album is... Post-Human Next Gen. That's the one. And that's your boy from Glassjaw. Yeah, my boy, yeah. <laughs> but you can see, like, he's been doing this style of vocals for, so for, like, since, like, early noughties, maybe 90s. But, yeah, you can start, like, that, that's the whole, like, Jason style, isn't it? The yeah. Sort of singing, screamy, yelpy vibe. Yeah, and it's that false fold distortion on your voice that, like... It, it's just, like, pure, like, raw emotion spitting into the microphone yeah do you remember speaking of let live do you remember mother yeah yeah that's a perfect exa perfect example of how jason would switch between that style of yeah. like real clean singing, also, but then the emotion builds the scream if you don't know daryl Blondo from glass Joel, you'll know head automatica right yeah beating hearts baby baby is this love so that's, that's daryl Palumbo as well that's like the other side of him <laughs> i always forget that they're the same person yeah Holy fucking shit. Right. So that was probably your highlight of the song, right? Well, yeah, but I think it's he, it's a nice little verse. Like, it's very Daryl Palumbo. It's very Glassjaw, that bit. So I appreciate it. Yeah. And then, but I, yeah, and then you've got the complete uh, opposite. Bro. Vibe coming next. Bro. Am I going fucking insane? Right. Why is nobody talking about the fact that Little Uzi Vert is on a Bring Me the Horizon song? Why is no one talking about it? I, were, I mean, no, I haven't seen a single person mention the fact that Little Uzi fucking Vert is featuring on a Bring Me the Horizon song. But he's quite a old sort of guy, isn't he? I oh, did. He loves it. He absolutely yeah. loves it. He joined Paramore yeah, on stage recently for Misery Business and. Like his whole aesthetic recently has been very much inspired by like goth and emo, but I just didn't see anyone anywhere talking about the fact I that Little like, Uzi Vert I was, was on it. I was interested to see how he would fit into this song, especially when it first started. But it's weird how uh, it's weird how like how it fits, especially after that Daryl verse, and he comes in. But it's weirdly fits. Really it's well. seamless. Yeah. The transition from Daryl to Uzi is seamless, and like. Again, this is what I'm talking about with Bring Me The Horizon, delivering their heaviness in like a fuck you kind of style, which I'm so here for. Because it's like, you've probably got a lot of metal elitists and purists who are like, oh, yeah, Daryl from Glassjaw. And then as soon as they start feeling comfortable with Daryl's bit, bring me like, cool, switch. And in comes Little Uzi Vert. And like, I love to think of them sat there just raging, being like, why does this fucking rapper here? Yeah, hot. Tonight. Oh damn! I'm so so hot about this. Like, I was. I've, I've not. But I don't. I've, this I track. haven't really seen in that many negative comments about this. I've no, seen, I've not seen. I've not seen a single negative. Seen everything's one. just. Yeah, I've seen people being like, I didn't think I'd see 
Lil Uzi in a Bring Me song, but it somehow works. But I just, I feel like I not enough people, people are that. praising how genius it is. Like, because for me, it's such, such a genius move. Without a shadow of a doubt, one of the biggest rappers in the world right now. And like, I just want to rock has dominated the charts in the US over the last couple of months. And say again. I just want to rock. Yeah, that's his, that's his current single. I just want to rock. What was that? I was thinking of Twisted Sister. I want to rock. It's not that one. <laughs> that's definitely not that one. But thing is, is that like Uzi comes in and he's got what? Eight bars before it drops again. Into yeah, the that's my only complaint is that I feel like it's a bit too short. But this I'd is the like, thing is like that like, I think it kind of fits into the song. And also, I'd I would like love... A, uh, I'd like a, a lot easy Uzi <laughs> A lot of Uzi vert, not a little Uzi vert. But I'd love to ask someone from Room With The Horizon this because... I want to know, is Uzi screaming on this song? Because I feel like I feel like I lose track of whose screams I recognise in this tune. Obviously, you've got Ollie's screams, but he's got such a broad spectrum of screams that, like, even if it's an Ollie scream, he could hide it in a way that doesn't sound like him. Like, Palumbo's screams are pretty recognisable for yeah. him, but there's a couple of screams in this where I'm like, I don't know if that's Ollie. I don't know if that's Daryl. I don't know if that's fucking Uzi dropping a scream. Could be Lee. You never know. Could be Lee. Could be um, Matt, one of the Matts. <laughs> Sorry, do that again. <laughs> Hell yeah. So my friends, are you ready for Little Uzi Vert? We've already made Fucking it a minute bring the song. We've talked about 20 minutes. Of yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, the you literally took the words straight out of my mouth. Like that auto-tune hanging note from Oz Uzi that then gets chopped into yeah. the, uh, 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 almost counting you into the chorus. Like, everything about this for me is genius. Get out of my ass. What is it? You're feeling, <laughs> like, you're feeling like a human centipede. Get off my ass. Get your head from out of my ass. You got me feeling like a human centipede. Fucking what a bar. And this is the thing, man, is that like, when you work with world-class rappers, they can do so much I mean, damage in just eight bars it's, alone. It's, it's an okay bar. <laughs> Like Bro, the, yeah, I get, I get it. It's a good visual metaphor because have you ever seen the film Humans? I have not. Yeah, have you? Yeah, of course, of course, of course he has. And then, like again, this heavy bit towards the end of the chorus. Like each time the chorus plays in this song, it gets progressively heavier and heavier. This, I don't know if it's this chorus. Or it's the next the last one. one where the drums, drums go double time or. I thought you were going to talk about what Lee does with his guitar because there's a bit. There's a, as a guitar nerd, there's a bit well, I want to ask the, you about. One of the the drums switch up really well in this song. Well, they switch up a lot in this song. Yeah, and then, hard uh, song to drum this one. Yeah, some really fast little bass at the end. I love that. Just let me breathe. Yeah, interesting riff as well. It sort of goes back on itself. What was in the build? Yeah, like the breakdown riff. Oh yeah, goes up and down. Yeah, because yeah, that's, I like it. Yeah, I like interesting use of rhythmic pans. This is why I love having a guitar nerd sat next to me, is because it drips you so easy to go down it, down it, down it, down it. But they go or like, I think it's on like second and fourth fret or something like that. Oh, look at him go! Look at him go! Right, see what I mean? That's Ollie. That's Ollie doing the girl rolls there. But do you reckon that's both of Ollie's screams? Yeah, high and low. I think Daryl's doing the high one in there somewhere. Because this is what I mean. I think there's a like there's, there's a couple of screams in there where I'm like, that maybe they got, that they got little little, little, 
little guy to do some little screams in it. Little screams. And I love that fucking bit as well. Like, if you're thinking about Sempaternal as we just were, as the sort of kickstart of the more synthy, sampley led movement of Bring Me the Horizon. Well, this break, when, it's, when it breaks into that, uh, just that synth line for the. Dun, 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 yeah, dun, dun, that's, dun, dun. that's reminds me of It Never Ends. Yeah. Yeah. The breakdown in that. And this is what I mean, man, is that like, bring me a making references to their old sound. This is almost like an Easter egg for some of their older stuff. It's like in the same way an MCU film will drop you an Easter egg of an MCU film like five, six, seven, eight years ago. It's exactly what Bring Me The Horizon are doing with their music now. And there's nothing wrong with like liking the old stuff. I'm not demonizing people for liking the old stuff. It's just like, can we stop? like hounding the band about it because like quite clearly they're trying to give you that old stuff just in a different way and in a new way yeah they're not 16 year olds anymore yeah playing death metal so they're yeah. a lot more accomplished so they're not going to write the same old shit they used to hell yeah because they don't want to hell yeah and I, as i said nothing wrong with it absolutely nothing wrong with it like you're talking to a guy who absolutely loves there is a hell but like, I would much rather have a Bring Me The Horizon that I'm going to go see live that are churning out songs like this. And that's, but that's just personal preference. There'll be people who are like, oh, man, I wish I could hear a couple more from Suicide Season. But, like, don't let it stop you from enjoying this new stuff, my friends. I feel like some people are, like, are also, allowing... Fucking it. get over it. That was, like, 2008. <laughs> Thank you. Now you're getting hot, too. Just imagine being, like... Imagine having an ex-girlfriend that you broke up with 13 years ago and be like, oh, I wonder if she still thinks of me. No, she doesn't. <laughs> Get over it. That, this is like kick, kick drum as well. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. Like, is this not heavy enough for you? And then like our favorite songwriting structure, the acapella dip before the drop. Yeah. This is just a little one, isn't it? Yeah. But my friends, this is this is where shit really hits. Songwriting one oh one for for, me the for this song. The last the last fifty seconds of this song, it's just like I call it the everything button. Like you know when you go and see a band live and like on the last song it's just like the pyrotechnics guy just hits the everything button and yeah. just everything off stage goes off. Like they just hit the everything button on the end of this song. Yeah, those blast gets, beats. Like his little like a and then he get turns it into We'll take that back because what's just about to hit is the guitar thing that I want to ask you about. Oh yeah, pick scrape. Is that, okay? Is that what that was? Is that when they run it down like the In, the top? Pretty bit? much coined by Gojira, but like architects use it. Pretty much every metal band uses it at some point. Just uh, it's like a harmonic on all the strings. Oh, is it? I do a lot. Yeah. I thought it was you know you know where the tuning pegs are at the top. Nah, of the guitar, nah, like nah. That, that thing. That's more of a jink. Like a oh, okay. different sort of sound. Is that, that the not clues use that at the start? Basically, of, oh, you want to oh. get a good pick scrape like that or harmonic. Do it on like the third fret, foot between the third and fourth fret. Just like you harmonic it, but that's not. It's not really a true harmonic. Harmonics usually occur out from like the fifth. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> but if you do it on the fourth and third fret, you get that nice little like. Is that is that what Lee did on that one? Metallic. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I think that got rules only. Yeah. So this is what I mean, man. Like the way they mix people's screams in and out yeah. of each other you lose track of who's actually who's the voice you're actually listening to it's like you got ollie or so you got daryl going into ollie but then if you're not listening carefully it's like i feel like uzi could be screaming on there somewhere i fucking hope he is well, maybe they'll shed more light on that when they release the music hell yeah and also 
that sound at the end is going into lost i was just about to say that yeah like that feels like it's going that's like the last couple of second mix before it goes oh that was a terrible impression to start a lost <laughs> yeah i'd be interested to see what oh i want to see how do you know how many have they released like track listing or anything how many nope. songs nope. it'll be like shorter one like post yeah i reckon it'll be it'll be similar length to post human yeah. but i just want to know what what are the features so this is the first song off this record that we found out features from obviously uzi and daryl and I minute mean, as two names to fucking kickstart an album campaign considering the last one they had nova twins young blood amy lee yeah was there anyone else i'm missing anyone else no, oh just... baby metal oh yeah of course yeah. how can we forget how can we forget baby metal so yeah my friends very very excited about the future bring me the horizon brand new album next gen or next gen actually also shout out to reptilica reptilica yeah. in the comments good um great shout like that chorus would be great for a wwe or that song would be great for a WWE. So tell all your friends. This Imagine is a promo of that in. Oh, that's got like, yeah, WrestleMania 17, Rock and yeah. Austin written all over it. Oh, my friends, thank you ever so much for joining us for our 10th episode of the John Mahon Show. Oh, this little child is now a 10-year-old. 10-year-old. 10 Soon it'll be a old. little gobby teenager. Yeah. And then, it, uh, and then come the twenties. Yeah, I guess we've been through the gone through the tricky early years, troubles and twos. The troubles and twos. Yeah. <laughs> we did have a couple of trouble shows early on, didn't we? Where I accidentally sent out Zoom links that didn't actually have the fucking. Oh uh, yeah, stab nightmares about that super love one. Yeah, as someone with gear fear. Well, you should, it wasn't. More, it was just that you were on your phone trying to send them the link, and I had to fill the time. <laughs> Fill the airspace. <laughs> Just so. Uh, what's any words? Yep. You've been up to. <laughs> uh. So, couple more news stories before we get out of here, my friends. Yeah. So recently at Bonnaroo Festival, um, Foo Fighters played, and did my hero, and a little lady from who we know as Haley Williams came out. Little lady from Tennessee. Tennessee? Nashville. Nashville. Nash yeah, Tennessee. yeah Tennessee. Tennessee. Are you from... What's the, what's the thing? Are you from Nashville? Because you're the only 10 I see. Oh, nice. Oh. I like that chat-up lines with Ollie. Yeah. <laughs> if you need to play on words, my friends, this man is the one that you want to go to for it. All right, should we check out a little bit of... Davy G. Yeah. So like I wanted to I wanted Haley to Haley W. <laughs> Haley dubs. Haley. I mean we're probably gonna get demonetized for this anyway, but that that just as a moment if you're a concert goer. There was some like thing going on online where there was like some cryptic message that Dave posted. Or like there was a post and like people were like reading into it being like, Does this mean they're playing Glastonbury? Ah. Be like a secret secret set. What, to announce them, like, headlining it next year or something like that? No, playing this year. Yeah, no, I know, but, like, usually when bands do secret sets at Glastonbury, it's like, they'll do, like, a, a quick a little, little teaser, and then be like, we're coming back next year! Do you remember when Green Day did that at Reading? They were, like, the secret band. Yeah, they played one. first on the main stage, didn't they? Uh, the second stage. Second, second stage, yeah. No, it was the first, it was the main stage. Uh-uh. I'm 99% certain it was the enemy I'm stage. pretty sure I was there, and I saw them 
<laughs> on the main stage. I'm pretty sure I was there and I saw him in a tent. In a tent? Yeah. Maybe it was a tent. <laughs> what am I thinking of then? Something, I, don't I don't know what you're thinking. I just remember loads of people running because they're like, green is on. Yeah. It's like 12 midday or something. But maybe it was yeah. like first band of the day, but they were definitely on the second stage. That was it. Yeah. Or well, the Radio 1 tent. Yeah. That probably was. Yeah. You're probably right. But speaking of Reading Festival, these two bands have headlined Reading Festival before. So Dave sets the tone very, very nicely. Oh, imagine being the sound guy in that moment. <laughs> but I, I reckon it was a monitor, well, mix for the monitors for the cameras. Ah. Didn't have her on. Because I think I saw like a Instagram clip where someone's just in the crowd and you can definitely hear her. Okay. So I feel like to the crowd you could hear her, but probably just the mix going into the... I was like a monitor out, mix. Yeah, coming out of the desk. And the uh, yeah the vision mixer, right? Yeah. But now that Haley's turned up, yeah. are you ready for this, my friends? One of the greatest of all time, without yeah. a shadow of a doubt, as far as the alternative scene is concerned, as well. Like, yeah, put Haley in the conversation for all time greats. But as far as the rock scene alone goes, like, genuinely, Haley well, Williams. There's a lot of comments com on um, one of the videos I saw saying they remember Paramore in the early days covering my hero so it must have been really? like wild for Haley to finally perform it with the band ah oh, that's like wholesome a, as fuck yeah. like a full circle moment hell yeah well i guess this is growing up yeah and what's up nick what what else oh we were going to talk about yeah there's the last story of the day that i want to talk about and this one because you were a big fob boy yeah fob boy full up boy um and they've just been playing the u.s on a bunch of shows and announced well they they put out their set list i guess it was all on yeah so all it's online online it's a big thing nowadays when the band kicks off like a big run first day at a tour people really want to know what the set list looks yeah. like and that's and like like you're saying i'm not i've was a i was a fob boy i was a full out boy <laughs> Back in the day, but this set list is very much my sort of set list because it's very banger heavy. Yeah. It's very classic heavy. There's a three song run in this set list that I imagine you would pop hard for. Yeah. Because like, I feel like when I was growing up, my, the, it was like, take, well, let's take this to your grave yep. from an, under the cork tree yep. and what's one after that? Folly, Inf Infinity on High. Oh yeah. Infinity on High. I didn't really get into Folly. I think I was, yeah. So those three albums for me were like my favorite Fall Out Boy album. Yeah. And that's what, it just reminds me of my, of my youth. So this set list is like fucking throwback central. Throwback central, baby. And if you've seen Fall Out Boy before, you know that post hiatus, they pretty much opened up 90% of the shows they did with Sugar Were Going Down, which always blew my mind as a set starter. It's yeah. like possibly the biggest song that band have ever written. Cool. That's number one. But they've decided to open with Love from the Other Side, which I think knowing Fallout Boy, they've probably got like a tasty little intro track or yeah. something that goes quite nice into the... But also, the Phoenix, then Sugar, is such a good... <laughs> that's that's such this, a big three. This whole set list, yeah. Like, I really want to go see them now. <laughs> also, I've noticed how you put this article together. That sugar, we're going down, Uma Thurman. Listen, mate, <laughs> I just copied and pasted what you sent me. So don't... Don't look at me for uh, <laughs> maybe it's like uh, they're, they're combining both songs. <laughs> Sugar, we're going down in my phone. But, but then, that's a banger as well after Sugar. Yeah. Following on from that, this is the three song run that I thought yeah. Ollie would be very, very excited about. Well, that's from an under the culture. Yeah. That's take this to your grave. Two, take this to your grave. Yeah. 
just great, great bangers. Pop punk bangers. Filling that that's, that's old the thing, school like, void. Like, yeah, like the old Fall Out Boy, were, that was like pure pop punk. And then they branched out a bit. So you you didn't really connect as much to post-hiatus Fall Out Boy as I did, did you? Nah, when they, like, just different different part of time of my life. I was, I was less interested in the return of Fall Out Boy. Yeah. More interested in, I don't know, drugs and alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> and bitches. Sorry. It's <laughs> offensive. Dogs, like, a, like, like, like a Hollywood undead song, Ollie's life unfolds in front of you, like everywhere yeah. I go. But I appreciate, I still appreciate them. I think they're a great band. I think Patrick's got one of the best voices in the game. Without a doubt. And I feel like the hiatus made it better because I don't know if you saw Fallout Boy pre-hiatus. I never got to see him pre-hiatus, but I saw a lot of videos. I definitely saw them at Leeds Festival in like... It was either 2006, 7 or 8, because I went both all those years. But they played the main stage, and I definitely remember seeing them in there. Yeah. That was a good good time. Yeah. And then the headline tour that they did after that, I saw them on as well, which was the Save Rock and Roll? No, the American Beauty, American Psycho yeah. album tour. And that's one of my favorite Fallout Boy records. I'm a big sure. mania lover I've as seen well. them twice doing underplays before they do their big arena show. So I saw them at uh, Islington Assembly Hall and then I saw them at Brixton Electric. And it's like, they they did it like before they had like a Wembley show or an O2 show coming up. Oh, nice. So like, Just yeah. a warm up. Yeah, but those are like some of my favorite shows. But yeah, every time I've seen them, they've always ended on Saturday, which is yeah. amazing. And they're doing it on this tour as well. It, do you know why it is? It's because Pete wants to be the front man to end the Gets show. in the crowds. Yeah. They're screaming. <laughs> but I fucking love that song. I've forgotten how that song ends. Right, is that... Yeah, <laughs> that's enough of that. And then this ain't a scene into yeah. Disorder Water Buffalo. Take over the breaks over for me. That is such a banging inclusion in yeah. the set list from infinity on high. We'll do it in the dark with smiles on our faces. What? Smiles on our faces. <laughs> the, harmon- the Haley harmonies. <laughs> and then I'm genuinely curious about the covers that they've chosen. Like the Lakeshore into Don't Stop Believing, yeah. like a little piano mashup. And then is that an Aussie crazy train cover I as imagine well? So. Imagine they haven't got a song called Crazy. Oh, Crazy. <laughs> Patrick's voice would Imagine smash that. that. Yeah. Patrick's voice That's would smash that. <laughs> <laughs> but for me, man, it's the run of Last of the Real Ones and to save rock and roll that I'm so fucking jealous of. Last of the Real Ones is my favorite song off Mania. You're the last of a dying breed. give it a good, a good go. I haven't. Sat down Bro, that chorus it. is pure Pete Wentz. You're the last of a dying breed. Wrote our names in the wet concrete. I wonder if your therapist knows everything about me. Yeah. Like, Pete Wentz, motherfuckers. He's a good, he's good lyricist. Very good lyricist. And... Me and Pete in the wake of Saturday. <laughs> I love the... He, if he wrote those lyrics, he included himself. His, his own name, <laughs> which is such a Pete Wentz move. <laughs> But there was a lot of talk in the tan about G-I-N-A-S-F-S in being the on the set list because, well, the, the tan being the internet because that's the first time they've ever played that live and I think it's from Folly You Do. Yeah. I'd, I'm not as well versed with it, but I know Fall Out Boy songs. I think Fall Out Boy fans are in the mind of that. Someone posted today, I think, that it was like 
uh, Folly Do is one of their best but least well promoted albums. I feel like at the time it was didn't get like the push that all the other albums had. Not in the slightest. And like all I remember from that campaign was I don't yeah. care. That was yeah. it. Like other than that, and I don't care is not even in the set list, is it? I don't believe so. No. No. No, I don't care. But then if you're talking about four songs to end a fucking set on. My songs know what you did in the dark. Into thanks for the memories. Into centuries yeah. before sticking the dismount on Saturday. <laughs> Behave. Tens across the board. Yeah, if you are living in the United States of America, you have got one of the greatest Fallout Boy set lists making its way around your country right now. And no excuses, man. If there's still tickets left, get your asses to those shows. Because boy, oh boy, am I jealous. Yeah, yeah. Get me a ticket out of Are they touring the UK anytime soon? Do we know? Yeah, I don't know, actually. Probably should know, because that's our job. It is uh, our job. Well, so much for Stardust should have a tour off the back of it, surely. Well, they're doing the tour with Bring Me in the States, aren't they? At some point. Is that the stadium tour? Yeah, so Bring Me is supporting, which is rare. Yeah, but it was stadiums, wasn't it? I think that was the whole part of the package. Which is fucking mental when you think about it. Bring Me the Horizon. Everyone knows... Fallout Boy. Yeah. I think they are a bit bigger in America than they are here. Reckon Bring Me will go go in heavy with that set. Like, do you reckon they'll keep like stuff like how much, Amen how, and Shadow? How long Man? they have, I guess. But I feel like they every time they play, like they bring their production with them. Yeah. Like even when we were young. Yeah. They still had the, the all the screens and shit. Yep. Cause oh yeah, November. November. We got O2. Oh, it's just a one-off. Just a one-off for the O2. Paris is support. Yeah, so oh, I did. You know what? I did. I think I did post about this, but I forget. So is it North, a full UK North America tour? Bring the Horizon. But they've also got supports from Royal and the Serpent, Alkaline Trio, Newfound Glory, Four Year Strong, The Academy is. Oh yeah, I remember that now. So yeah, they're doing okay. So they, the shows they're doing at the moment, Bring Me on on. So June twenty seventh is when Bring Me join. I guess. So at the moment, I mean that for that Alkaline Trio is a support is so literally pretty good next week bring me the horizon join the fallout boy yeah tour. that's gonna be fucking mental to see on the internet so bring me do all, all the shows in and where are they they are playing stadiums aren't they i did get that right amphitheater amphitheater i guess so yeah stadium walmart <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure that it's not i'm sure it's not just the, it's walmart. the walmart stadium but yeah i'm incredibly jealous of that run let's go all the way down then they come over august october to Europe. Europe. Yeah, Big. so they've got mainland Europe, and then they've got Leeds, Glasgow, Manchester, Birmingham, London, London, Cardiff. Uh, two O2s. Yeah. So that they're pretty much doing... Nothing nowhere, is that's, that Venue-wise, that is identical to Bring Me's run, isn't it? Pretty much. Other yeah, than like, pretty much. I think, I think Bring Me had like a Sheffield. I guess it's like, if you want, if you, like arenas in the UK, unless you, like, there's only so many you can really do. Yeah. And they're the, like Glasgow, Manchester, Birmingham, London and Leeds, I guess, are the main ones. I always think it's weird that a lot of bands don't stop off in Liverpool that much. Liverpool doesn't get booked on no. the touring card anywhere near the amount that you for would a think city it would. like that big, you'd think it would get, get more uh, action. But yeah, I'll definitely try and get tickets. Hell yeah, I'd love to go and see that, especially if that's the set list they're going to they're, they're going to be playing with. Right then, my friends, before we get out of this band t-shirt Thursday, a couple of bits of things we've got coming up I haven't on the even show. shown my band t-shirt today. Oh, yeah. Show it off. 
little uh, friends of the show. Hell yeah. Look at that, Vakovi print. <laughs> Let's fucking go. Repping the brand. I love that design as well. Is that a dragon on the front? I think so. It's the Slam Dunk t-shirt. They had this as the uh, backdrop on the stage. What, Slam Dunk this year? Yeah. Sick. I think it was a... Uh, Exclusive Slammy D one. Hell yeah, Band T-Shirt Thursday. My friends, if you've never joined us on Band T-Shirt Thursday before, the concept is really fucking simple. All you got to do every Thursday when you wake up, if you're working from home or if you're going to the gym, whack a Band T-Shirt on. Shower first, probably. Don't even have to shower. Don't shower. Yeah. yeah. Every Thursday, don't shower. <laughs> put on a Band T-Shirt. And then just roll out. Go to the gym, put on a Band T-Shirt. Yeah. Don't shower. Sweat it out. Go to work. Wear the same t-shirt. Don't shower. Don't shower. <laughs> Get home. Don't shower. Just go to bed. Yeah. Just cut showering out of your life. It's very overrated. But yeah, thank you for joining us on Band T-shirt Thursday. No shower Thursday. No shower Thursday. <laughs> and we can actually tell you who Monday's guest is going to be. It's already locked in. It's oh my God. Look at me being fucking efficient. Bef- like before... Um, I knew who it was. It felt like I was just, I was like holding on to something. It was just, it was just something, holding on to something that's not there. Mm. You know? Like, yeah. like I'm sort of holding. But like a lack like, of a presence. Like I'm almost. sort of holding ab- absence. If, yeah. If, if yeah. There was, there was an absence was that an was absence. being held. <laughs> <laughs> but now. But now, ironically, the absence has been filled. Yeah. By. And you can let it go. I can let it go. You can let the absence go. <laughs> yeah. So who's who's joining us on Did Monday? Guess, my friends, joining us on Monday's show is none other than Lucas from Holding Absence, ahead of the band Ooh. releasing a br- not even ahead actually. I say ahead, just just because I'm so used to it being ahead. It's not actually ahead. It's post because they're dropping a brand new song on Friday. Oh, right. I thought you said album. Yeah. The album's not coming out for a bit. No, the album, the album won't be out for a while, but brand new holding absence song on Friday. And that's tomorrow, isn't it? I don't know why I'm saying that. Like it's like a week away. Brand new holding absence We'll talk to Lucas about that. We'll talk to him about how he's the nicest man in the world. Such a nice dude. Such a great fucking voice as well. Loves anime, manga and all that. And my chemical romance. Oh, yeah, I imagine. Yeah, I think it's in his Twitter bio. <laughs> MCR, heart, heart. <laughs> XOX. Forever. <laughs> <laughs> yes, my friends, Lucas from Holding Absence will be joining us on the show on Monday. And should all go to plan as well, we potentially, as long as they arrive in time, have a motorhead giveaway happening on the show this week. Sorry, next week. Wow. Yeah. How about that? Some Motorhead CDs to give away. R.I.P. Lemmy. Yeah, man. And as a massive Motorhead fan, this is the coolest fucking shit for me. Yeah. Will we send... Yeah. What is it? Live album they've got coming out? Live album indeed. Yeah, and we've got some copies to give away. So, my friends, make sure you join us on Monday where hopefully we'll be kicking off that competition and Lucas from Holding Absence will be joining us. But all that's left for me to say... You are going to say something before. I was saying just thanks for, for joining us tonight. Oh, Ollie. To the, to the viewers, you know. I was, uh, yeah, I, I was, I was going to sign that off at the end, but I right. appreciate, I appreciate you jumping in and saying the but thank we're you. We're just doing our outro bits and then, you know. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. Because, yeah, <laughs> my friends, honestly, thank you. We're 10 episodes deep into this and 
it's been such a fucking blast. Like, I'm genuinely so grateful for every single one of you that's taken the time to either swing by a live stream to watch one of the videos on YouTube. I can't tell you how much it means to myself and to Ollie yeah. for, for you supporting this. And we did it. We started doing it at 7 to, to 9 now, so you can catch Love Island afterwards. Love Island starts at 9? Yeah, I think Does so. Does it? So. Uh. <laughs> so we're not clashing anymore. Yeah. <laughs> When when he says we, right, Ollie actually means Nah, I started <laughs> I started watching this season, it's rubbish. They're all the fucking they're all dickheads. Oh, is it? Yeah, they're all the same, just like, oh I like my girls. I don't know. It's just it's just sexist bullshit. It is, isn't it? Yeah. They all just have to brand deal anyway. But <laughs> tell you what, we're not doing on this show. Well, unless anyone wants, we'll we'll hundred percent do a brand deal. If anyone wants to do a brand deal, we'll do one. But we yeah. won't do it for sex. <laughs> so. Sometimes I just let you go off on the tangent and see. We I'm will not, do a brand deal. I'm not selling. Just not for sex. I won't go on an island and take my kit off. No one wants to see that. I anyway. See that. Well, <laughs> I'd pay to see that. I'd watch it for free. Well, I don't, well I'm not giving it for free. <laughs> Sucker. <laughs> anyway. Oh, my friends, thank you ever so much for watching this stupid shit. We really do appreciate it. And all that's left for me to say is my name's John Mahon. Peace and love. Stay alive. And I'm Ollie Route. Go fuck yourself. I love you, really. Yeah. See you Monday, my friends. Have a great weekend.